Hello, friends. My name is Aliza Kelly. I'm a celebrity astrologer, three-time author, and host of this podcast, Stars Like Us. Think of Stars Like Us as your favorite nighttime talk show that just so happens to be released every Monday morning. Each week, we connect with another amazing expert guest, and together we talk about everything under the sun. But before we get into today's episode, take a moment to rate this podcast five stars. Why? Because you're the fucking best. All right, now let's do it. Sit back, relax, and get ready for another out-of-this-world conversation. This is Stars Like Us. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Stars Like Us. I am your host, Eliza Kelly, and I am here today with my friend, Teffy. Yes. I am emphasizing that because I know that Teffy is the internet's friend, but she's really my friend. Yeah. She's actually, actually my friend. Teffy is a pop culture fanatic born and raised in Miami, Florida. Mm-hmm. Unbelievable to the naked eye. She is actually 31 years young. Mm. She currently lives in Brooklyn, New York. And she is probably making a TikTok right now as you read this. Are you making a TikTok right now as I read it? I'll turn it off. (laughs) (laughs) She's a Cancer Sun, Leo Moon, Virgo Rising. So it goes without saying she is resilient, patient, and in therapy. Mm -hmm. Beautiful. (laughs) Debbie, what an honor. Thank you so, so much. I just want to say also, I ghosted my therapist this morning. I was telling myself sometimes self-care is leaving things for tomorrow. (laughs) I truly believe that avoidance maybe is my self-care and I don't, I think that's okay. Definitely. Mm -hmm. Definitely. I've actually been ghosting my therapist for the past couple of weeks as well. Oh my God. So what is it that you don't want to talk about that you would rather talk about? (laughs) Listen, I, Cindy, if you're listening to this, Eva, (laughs) I think that maybe us not ever meeting in person Mm. has finally caught up with me. Uh Okay. Yeah. Because it's just, it's, you know, but this is also like, we're in 18 months of a global panini press. Mm -hmm. We're tired, tired. but you were just bopping around all over New York during fashion week, making FOMO the realest thing all over again. How was it to go back out into the world? I thought we were talking about Cindy and I was like, oh my God, maybe I was. (laughs) (laughs) Wait, was Cindy at fashion week? (laughs) I was like, how'd she get in? It took me so long. It took me blood. I told my mom that trying to get acknowledged by people outside of TikTok, I felt like Brucey and Matilda eating the chocolate cake would not. No, no, no. You can't bring that up. (laughs) And she was like, Teffy, that is so aggressive and violent. And I was like, it really is. Do you remember when he, when um, the cook for the school comes out and she's like, blood, sweat and tears. And she like, does it's not. Yeah. It cons me. It was so fun. It was like the most. I felt like, okay, maybe everybody else has done this. Like, okay. You you know, when you get your first job and you're like, oh my God, I can't wait to tell everybody like how busy I am. And like, I got my first extension. My first job I worked at as an assistant to a celebrity stylist. 
very much just like steaming clothes, picking up, dropping off, returning things in different wigs so that I wouldn't get kicked out. (laughs) (laughs) My best friend, Jesse, to this day, if you follow me on Instagram, like I tag him in everything. He's the light, one of the lights of my life. I call him my lighthouse. He worked at Nordstrom during this time he said that he would see me in Nordstrom and that I looked like Kristen Wiig in, in Bridesmaids. Like, it's me and Miss Iglesias. Like, I was, very, I was like, get away from me. Get away from me. You don't want this return. So I, um, I was super excited to tell people like how busy I was, how busy I was. And I feel like this fashion week was kind of like, I'm exhausted, you know, like so much going on. But um, I definitely learned my lesson because I have one of my friends, her name is Cindy and she owns chill house and uh, chill house is like massages and like they have not my therapist. And no, 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 no. This separate difference. I mean, maybe <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> She's very nurturing. She's so cute. She, her parent, her parents, her husband owns, um, the Garrett and like kind regards and like those kind of clubs around New York, but she owns chill house and she's just like massages. And, um, it's like a beauty bar. It's like a fun beauty bar or whatever. She's like one of the OG like influencers, right? And she owns bandits in um on Christopher Street, like in the West Village. So she was telling me, I I um whenever I do fashion week stuff, I'll only do like three events because if not, it's just exhausting. It's taxing, it's it's social, it's work. And I was like nodding and smiling because I knew I booked nine, nine events. <laughs> so, I, and I, it was my first week with my assistant, Millie, who's an angel, but, um, she's, I, what a terrible week. I was sending her to the city to pick up clothes for me. I had, I was picking up clothes from a showroom and I was working with a stylist, but the stylist has like Lyme disease or something. And she like, couldn't get vaccinated. So she couldn't come to New York or whatever. I don't, she just said, I can't come. And I said, okay, just tell me, what to do, please. I just can't deal, deal with this. And then I also was doing like brand deals during that time through, um, TikTok and Instagram, which are so fun for me because I get to Steven Spielberg, my own ads. I just did one. <laughs> I just did one for direct TV because direct TV has a stream, which is basically my dream come true. Cause I get to watch, um, catfish, like new episodes of catfish, which is my blood type. I <laughs> die for catfish. Neve, if you're listening to this, like I would literally do anything. I would do anything. I would do anything just to crack a case with you. <laughs> uh, Olivia and Elliot, I would love to do some law and order catfish with him. And, um, they have all the teen moms that I've missed out on <laughs> the way that I feel about teen mom. I look at the TV and I'm like, you can't go to prom. The baby has a fever. Like I, <laughs> and I'm like, you should really appreciate your mom more. She's doing everything for you. So I was doing direct TV and uh, a commercial for it where I watch it at all hours of the day. And one of them, I'm watching it in the shower and I'm mouthing the intro to real housewives of New Jersey. Because if there's one thing I'm going to do, it's going to worship Teresa Gudice. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I love She's her. so important. Have you seen her new forehead? She has a new forehead. She got no. laser hair. Okay. If you look, okay. So there's this like rule, right? That somebody told me in middle school that I follow your ear is like the size of your nose, which is like the size of your forehead. Right. Can I, wait, can I search forehead and it'll come up? Yes. Teresa Gudice. Small forehead. Oh, wait, uh, wait. I think I'm seeing fake pictures. Like, I don't think you are. Wait, what am I looking? Is it bigger or sm- Whoa, what am I looking at? It's tiny. Wait, no, 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 no,
this is real? This is this real. isn't like when somebody puts like a fake head on a porn body. No, 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 it's real. But do you know what else I discovered? My cousin loves the one, the cousin that was here last week that I was just telling you about off cam, <laughs> off cam. Um, she loved the Jonas Brothers, and she told me something so. Like my bones started shaking. Did you know that Nick Jonas has three front teeth? No. What's going on? I'm sorry. I, this is, it, this is overload for me. Overload. I am still trying to process what I'm looking at with this forehead. Are you sure that I'm looking at the right I'm image? Because she has so no looked, forehead anymore. She has, she has this big of a forehead. It's like to not even, it's an inch or an inch and a half. She already had a really low forehead. But then, but now she has laser hair removal. So she has like a little bit more of a, it's like a Kim Kardashian. So now it's a lot better. But when we first met Teresa, it was very much eyebrow meeting hairline, tiny, tiny, tiny. Yeah. Like my sister also has a small forehead, but she has like a cute little button nose. She has a great chin. You know what I mean? So for, she looks like very like cutesy. Teresa though, just looks like she's always, I got Botox done. So I can't even do what I want to (laughs) do. I I can't make this happen. I can't make this face happen. I've always been really envious of little foreheads because I have such a, I have a five head. No, you don't. I I do. And I actually, so I was Googling myself because that's a normal thing to do. And I saw that, um, when I Google myself, forehead comes up, (gasps) Aliza Kelly forehead. So people Google it. Do you know what comes up for me? What? Age. That's good. Ah. They want to know. They want to know. You're so relatable. They're like, how can I be Teffy by the age that I'm her age? That's why they're searching age. I need to say something. So, and I'm going to, I'm just going to go ahead and say it. (laughs) This is a safe space. Thank you. How old are you again? You're my age, right? 32. 32. Right. Cool. So when I was young, when I was like, um, I still am young, but like 21, 22, you know, I feel like as women, we do feel like this like clock is happening, but not a biological clock, but it's like, um, if we are going to be public figures, we really want it to be when we're young, because, uh, when you're older, I feel like you're either, you're either a, a Hadid or you're Ellen DeGeneres. Like there's no in between. Right. So when I started doing this like YouTube show, I was like, you know, I'm glad I'm 29. It's like a few few years ago. I'm glad I'm 29 because no one would want to hear like advice or anything from a 22 year old. Right. But then when I started going to these events, I was like, oh my God, am I going to be like the old girl in the room? But not at all. If I was 22, I would be wearing the most hideous shit. The things that I wore when I was 22, 21, I, how do I get the website entire um, the whole platform of Facebook down. That's something that I really need to invest my time in. I would really like that to just crash. I had bangs that were so oily that I looked like uh, Winona Ryder in uh, Beetlejuice. <laughs> like three, to, so oily. Uh, so now that I'm 31, I weirdly, it was like looking at photos of myself and I was like, I think this is the hottest you've ever been. I think you're in, my dad used to say, because he's, <laughs> Listen, Brazilian machismo. I think he meant well, but he's like, you have to work on your personality because women peak at like 23, 24. So you have to be like funny and smart. And I'm like, oh my God, I don't think I'm either. Like I was like, oh my God, you know? I mean, wow. What a problematic thing for a father to say. I think he was trying to say like, don't count on your looks. But I was like, I was like, dude, I'm eight. Like you could (laughs) have... What are you talking about? Wait. <laughs> like I was a child. So this that is like I was very aggressive. Like I could feel 
what's that movie like in the sixth sense when the balloon pops at the funeral like that's how I felt like my balloon popped I was like what do you mean so you should have seen me on my 24th birthday (laughs) I wish I was there I would have been really, really destructive. 25, 24, 25, like anything in my, the first half of my twenties is really, uh, wild and not in a, like a great way. No. <laughs> well, astrologically, I was hearing that like the, the numbers, the ages 21 and 31 are really difficult for some reason. I'm not sure if that's true, but I think that for me personally, the years like 25 and 26 were the hardest years for me because this idea of like, oh, I only have five more years, but I don't know five more years till what exactly. Well, it's really interesting because I also felt in my 20s, this sort of like existential countdown to 30. Mm -hmm. And I think that like the Forbes 30 under 30 as a culture really puts something in your head where it's like, you have to be self-actualized. You have to be successful. You have to be famous by the time you turn 30, because success on the other side of 30 is bad. Mm -hmm. It's not as, it's not as good Mm -hmm. as twenties success, but this is wrong, wrong, wrong from an astrological perspective. Mm -hmm. And I actually talk about this in my book, which is that anything that happens before your Saturn return is up for renegotiation. So anything that happens before the age of 29, even if that is like incredible success might not last the other side. So it's actually better to build when you're 29, when you're 30, than trying to build something when you're 23, 24, because it's just going to crash and burn. When do you know if you're going through your Saturn return? I think I did. I think you did too. Yeah. Your Saturn return is when Saturn comes back to the exact degree it occupied when you were born. So it's between the ages of like 29 and 31. But I think that I, when I looked at your chart, I think that you, I'm going to look it up. Hold on a second. Let's see when your Saturn return was. I think it happened. I remember feeling something shift in my life when I was like 29 and it, but it wasn't, you know, it, it wasn't like, um, a Mary Poppins breeze. You know what I mean? Like (laughs) it was, it was just something where I started to feel really, really capable. I started to feel really capable and I started to feel really special. I don't know how to not special. Like I was better than everybody, but I started to think to myself, like nobody can do the things that I do, even though I was not doing anything. (laughs) Yeah. Right. Because you're also like, you're like, I'm not going to be any different than who I am. So who I am has to be the most special because there's no other version of my reality than the one that I'm living. I think also that point in my life, I think when we're younger, we think that freedom and peace means like anarchy and chaos. We think like in the convertible with our boyfriend, girlfriend, partner, showing our tips and like driving into nowhere and meeting cool people and making these connections and eating great food and travel and like having 12 lives and passion or whatever. And I think at that point, I remember when Anthony Bourdain passed and I was like, I know so many people that wanted to live that life. And he died alone in a hotel room. So I was like, I don't think that the way that we see freedom is actually the way that um, is like fulfilling that wrecked so many people because he was such an icon. But I, for me, I really took a step back saying like, Oh my God, I think freedom just means like peace, like sleeping well, you know, like being able to face the day with uh, the right perspective uh, on your terms 
not according to these terms of like productivity, like the American hustle or like the idea of the entrepreneur and, you know, you have to pay your dues or work this ladder. Like, but, but what if for me, that's not what I want. Whoever invented the ladder, by the way, it was like some old rich white man. I mean, have you ever seen a ladder? They're really ugly. Yeah. The boy meets world ladder when Corey falls down from. Oh yeah. 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 But do you remember the ladder from Clarissa explains it all? Yeah. Oh, I remember her baby alligator too. Wow, her face. But I, I think that's where like the idea of like success changed for me. Where I was like, the idea of success no longer is up to having nothing and making the most out of it and being wild and like Lana Del Rey or being in a suit and like pleasing people. I think I'm gonna make my own thing, and that was at the age of 29. So I think that's interesting. Saturn, like my idea of like discipline and like success changed for me in a way. Yeah, I mean that is what. Saturn offers is age and wisdom and perspective. And I often think about how grateful I am that I had such a fucked up 20s and that I was also not, yeah, I was so fucked up. And I was like, I mean, that's when I had to find astrology and I had to like self actualize and become myself through that process because I was having such a hard time figuring out who I was. I was so fragmented. Mm -hmm. I wasn't whole. Mm -hmm. If I had the platforms that I have today, when I was that age, which I wouldn't have because I was too like unreliable and inconsistent. I would have fucked it up. And also, I mean, I really would have fucked it up. I would have fucked up my Mm thirties in my twenties if I had access to the things that I have now Mm -hmm. then. So I, and that's like, so Saturn, Mm -hmm. right? Cause Saturn is age, it's wisdom, it's maturity. So Saturn return is like, that perspective of, okay, I'm not getting any younger. These are the things that I actually want. These, this is the life that I actually want to live my life relative to like my own values, my own ethics, right? Not like what is being assigned or prescribed or what I think I'm supposed to do based on what society tells me. And that is, there's no way to expedite that process. You just have to get to it, you know? And that's why like for any listeners, who are in their 20s, who are like 21, 22, uh-huh. or even like 26, who are like, when is this going to get easier? When am I going to have more guidance? It's no. like, you just have to wait. You just have to wait until you get to that life milestone because you can't rush it. When you're there, you're going to know it. But otherwise, it's like, you just have to be patient. But this is why people are Googling you, Teffy. Oh, this is- Teffy age. Teffy. This is why. I think also like, I know there are so many success stories and like, God bless you, but the people that get married so young, I'm like, you don't even know how to, you, you haven't even faced yourself. Yeah, that's right. You have, all you've done is like put on everything you've ever learned is just how to face everyone else. But you have yet to even face yourself. So when people get married like that, I'm like, now you're supposed to be like this, like uh wife. I could never, I could never, I look back and like, I always tell people of a homeless man that I bumped into on the street at the age of 24 said, will you marry me? I would have looked around and be like, I'm getting married. Like <laughs> literally anybody I would, I was just so scared of not having the things that I thought I wanted. And I remember thinking like, oh my God, like what if I'm 26, 27 and I don't have a boyfriend? what the fuck is wrong with you? You were, I was so, I was broke. I I was living with like six other people in this like shitty, shitty, shitty apartment. 
Um, I didn't have a clear career path. I always tell people like, don't, when people are like, oh, I want to, what do I do? Like, I want to figure out what do I have to do? I'm like, you don't have to figure that out until you're like 28. <laughs> no, for real though. I, I a hundred percent co-sign that literally do whatever the fuck you want. Stay safe. Do things like, don't, you know, put yourself in danger, but do whatever the fuck you want. You really don't have to figure out anything. And when you realize the idea that nobody knows what the hell they're doing, I have never uploaded anything or done anything where when I press leave and post and I'm not like, <laughs> like dying, you know? So especially my series that are like, you don't think that I go to sleep after a 17 part series and think, well, that's the end of my career. Like. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, so can we talk about the 17 part series? Yeah. Because the, I mean, the, like I, it, this is, a, it's an opera. You're making literally operas. I tell, pray tell. I think that something I love to do is when people are like, oh, you should, you're a comedian. I don't think I'm a comedian, but what I do think is I'm, a, a, I love stories. I love storytelling. I think that's why I love movies. It's not so much like the acting or whatever. I just love the story of it. Like somebody the other day was like, asked me about porn. Like what porn do you watch? I'm like, honestly, I'm going to be hundred percent real as a teenager. When I discovered porn, I would fast forward to the sex parts. Cause I was like, is this stepmom going to end up with the, with the stepbrother? Like, <laughs> like, I like, but, what, but who gets with who? <laughs> how is she going to solve this? Like she's married to him and he's going away to college. So how can they be together? So when I hear these stories, um, I remember, you know, like growing up on the internet, I would always be on these blogs. I would discover these blogs, like whether it be Tumblr, whatever, lipstick alley, so many, so many different little things. And then also like blogs dedicated to certain celebrities, not just like general ones and Reddit and it's crazy. So there are certain things that I remember and I'm like, wait, this is such a, a like pivotal part of the story. And no one's talking about it because nobody today can have like any opinions on anything. I watch like these like channels I watch. I mean, I grew up watching E, but now I watch access Hollywood or E entertainment tonight, or even like the YouTube shows that I used to watch. And like, even with the med gala, like no one is so everyone is so scared to say best stress. They just put everybody on best stress. It's like very weird <laughs> to me. I'm like, you and I both know that woman is not best dressed, you know? Um, so I was like, no, 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 no. I, I have an opinion. I really want to talk about it. And we're missing out on pivotal, pivotal details. Like when princess Diana threw herself down the stairs, people forget the queen was there, saw her throw herself and was like, Oop. <laughs> yeah, like so there are certain parts where I think if we're going to talk about a person, we're going to talk about the whole thing. Like I, I'm going to be honest with you. I have it written out and everything. I do have a series ready to go about Charles and Camilla. And it's, I, the story of it is heartbreaking. It's two people that were in love with each other that could not be together. They did not pay the price for it though. The way that princess Diana did, obviously. Right, right, right. So, but a part of me, I'm so mad at him, but I know that the story is extremely painful. It's a horrible, horrible story. How basically his family, he was like, this is the love of my life. And his family was like, (laughs) and Princess Margaret was like, yeah, I've been there, done. Everybody in that family, even Prince Charles' sister, I think her name is Anne, notoriously had terrible affairs during her marriage. But it was just this thing where, Charles was not having affairs. He had, he was just in love with this one person, but I, the idea of like sending empathy towards them, I'm still so angry that I don't know if I can do it. 
literally every movie I've ever watched, I'm like, if this isn't about two people who are in love that can't be together, I'm not going to do it. Cold Mountain? <laughs> You're like, that's the only genre for me. Love <laughs> One of my favorite genres is like a fish out of water genre. Yeah. Those are my favorite genres where it's like they have to acclimate to their new environment and everything's wacky and like they're so uncomfortable and awkward. That's my personal favorite genre. Under, under the Tuscan sun. Yes. Ugh. Yes. Under yes. Sun is my favorite. Also, I would say that like a lot of things fall into this genre, like never been kiss falls into this genre, it does. you know, it does. like it, I feel like the genre covers a lot of ground, even Ratatouille. Definitely Ratatouille. Absolutely. I mean, a lot, a lot of the Disney movies are like fish out of water principle, yeah. you know, even fucking Beauty and the Beast. <sighs> I mean, Belle came into that castle, like, you know, oh. here's someone who isn't expecting the chandeliers and to start singing, you know, that's fish out of water to me. You know what I would give for my armoire to tell me I look beautiful and throw me an outfit. Do you know what I would, but give? what's the, but, but what's the deal with that castle and all the enablers? Have you thought about that? Well, the enablers for the Stockholm syndrome. Yeah. Yeah. Um, absolutely. Was the nicest prison I've ever seen depicted. <laughs> it's a castle. I, it's a castle. It's a castle. People are cool. <laughs> um, I think that the feather duster was like, how, how Disney can make a feather duster fuckable is like, I know that's, it honestly is like the sexy inanimate object ever. But I feel like with these Disney movies, I see the clear intention, like with um, the little mermaid, I love the little mermaid, but she literally loses her voice. <laughs> like, but she literally signs a contract. Yeah. Like the, the story is read the fucking contract. To me, that is the moral. And in the real story, I think like fishermen net her and kill her. I, I would believe that. I think in the actual, like the actual story or whatever, but it was a warning. It, the, the real story I believe to be, if I remember correctly, like a warning about... <laughs> men <laughs> men <laughs> i think it was kind of like a stay to um don't go chasing waterfowls stick to the mm. river like you're used to you mm. know um which with beauty and the beast i think it's like oh my god i know that they get married in the end and stuff but oh my god was it worth that okay hot take i think that gaston is an incredible character I have always found Gaston to be, I, I want to be friends with Gaston. I don't necessarily want to be married or in a relationship with Gaston, but I feel like Gaston really entertaining. I'm like all of those eggs in one go. I found that to be yeah. impressive. I did. I found it impressive. How's the song go? <laughs> no one laughs like this. <laughs> um, the um, do you know that how many times my cousins and I, we just start, I love Disney, love Disney, love Disney. Um, but looking back, a lot of what I wanted, like I Gaston, absolutely, I would have him as a booty call on the side, 100 percent Yeah. But I would be like, he would start talking. I'm like, why are we doing this? Let's just go. <laughs> <laughs> no mouth. Let's do that. I honestly, okay. So Gaston was also fish out of water. I mean, Gaston yeah. clearly did not want to be in that small provincial town. He wanted to be no. in Paris, you know, like he wanted to be straight up in Paris international. He, he had big dreams. So I think that he was just as trapped 
as Belle. When I think about the recent Disney movie that I love, that I can watch a hundred times over, is Brave. Mm, I've never seen that. You never seen it? Mm-mm. Well, it is about mommy, and I am a mommy's girl, so it is about not so much dad. But the dad is there. The dad loves his wife or whatever, but um, basically, it's about she's a teenager and she hates her mom. Like, hello, Aww. and she accidentally turns. She actually does something that she didn't mean to do and puts her mom into a lot of danger Um, and um, has to kind of protect her. It's so, it's so layered. I saw watching that movie, but I watch it because all of the other ones, it's not so much about the happy ever after is about more um, family than love or something like up the happy ever after. She doesn't come. She doesn't rise from the dead you know, but he does find comfort in being more vulnerable and more soft. And I think, um, honestly, when you think that you killed your mom, but she, everything turns out to be okay. Spoiler. Hello, Sisney. What do you think was going to happen? <laughs> like very comforting. Um, so I think the new age Disney's are a lot better inside out. If I had that as a kid and I knew that some things, some, have you seen inside out? You haven't. No. Oh my God. So there's a control panel of feelings and this little, it's in this little girl's brain, like osmosis Jones, but as she hits puberty, so there's fear, anger, joy, and sadness. So as um, she gets older and puberty hits, her interests start to change and her dashboard of feelings get like scared. Oh, and then there are feelings where like she's moving away or she's like graduating So her feelings that are coming in, like these little balls are like mixed with um, sadness and joy, like bittersweet memories. And it starts to freak out the body. So it's a great way to explain to kids about how sometimes you can be scared and and excited. Like, you know what I mean? Or you can be scared and sad or you can be mad. And oh, I love that. So the complexity of the feelings or like um, growing up doesn't mean that you're like, changing it just means like maybe like leaving an imaginary friend you know those are like natural things and um kills me when you said earlier off camera how your mom used to say like bad 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 to things brave little toaster fucked me up in such a way i did watch that i did watch that a lot i can't throw anything away i can't throw anything away yeah i mean the dumpster what a scene this lamp I've had since college, this stupid thing. <laughs> it actually, it looks just like, the I know my mom, like, you can't throw that away. <laughs> my mom's like, why don't you spray paint it yellow? I'm like, are you trying to kill me? <laughs> like I got an electric gun. I, the more stuff I um, get, I'm like, I, I'm like, welcome. Like one of my friends said that when he was watching TV as a child and he'd make a fort, he'd use all the sheets in the house and his mom would yell at him. And she'd be like, what are you doing? He's like, how can I leave one behind? It's because of that movie. <laughs> because of that movie. I know. <laughs> it, I mean, that movie is, I do think about that a lot. I think about the Brave Little Toaster. I think about those vacuums, like rolling through with that energy. I think about the chorus, you know, like I think, I think about the fact that they were able to harmonize like that. Oh my God. That, I, I also think about Ferngully a lot. I, I think about Ferngully probably every day. Uh, the oil slick was very, Ooh, I mean, it was really interesting because Tim Curry in Rocky horror was my first crush. It was your first crush. Here's the scariest character ever, ever the oil in Fern Gully. Why does that voice sound so familiar? Oh, it's Tim Curry again. But instead of him now being your crush, he's the villain. He's so evil. Oh, he's a monster. 
it was very complicated for me uh, emotionally. It was like sexual too. I can't explain it. Well, yeah, because it's Tim Curry. So it's still Tim Curry sexuality. Yeah. But it, now it's like in the right when he's like on it and he's like, hit me once. Yeah. Hit me twice. Ah! I'm like, so much. It's, it's like, oh, it's like too many emotions, too many hormones overload for a child. You know, when the fairies are like, can't you feel its pain when they touch the tree? I would do that in elementary school. Oh, wrong you? Little cancer, be like, queen. can't you feel its pain? They're like, no, Teppy. And we're playing dodgeball. It's your turn. <laughs> and go <laughs> hit the ball. Oh my God. Well, honestly, I feel like, um, I feel like those movies, like there are certain movies that weren't Disney. Like, do you remember there's Frankly, there's like the mouth that adventures down under. Oh yeah. Do you remember that little song they sing in it? Yes. I, re- but it's very faint. They're not as strong as a Disney memories you okay this is a deep cut that no one remembers so I hope you do but if maybe a listener will do you remember brave little Nemo oh my god Nemo? yes in the bed in the bed yes the, the bed. nightmare nobody remembers this nobody remembers this when I say brave little Nemo and they're like he's not brave I'm like no I understand there are two little Nemos but one of them is yeah. brave they're both brave right one of them is not a fish yes. one of them is a little boy with the dream and it's like with the nightmares do you remember that with the nightmare seeping through the castle? Yes, it was horrifying. I remember also, a lot of people don't remember Sillyville. It wasn't a cartoon, but it was about this like basset on that takes a stick and these two kids get lost in um, different colors of the rainbow. But yesterday, my cousin left at night or whatever. I, I showed her Labyrinth with David Bowie for the first time. Oh, I know so I've good. seen it because she's also we her and I were scaredy cats, but my dad made the mistake once of like he was doing something. He's like, just sit down and watch this. And he's Brazilian, so he didn't know that uh, it was like a kind of a scarier kids movie. It just said like for kids. Um, I had I did not remember how scary those goblins were. Yeah, it's an intense movie. Yeah. And I also remember picking, I'm seven years older than my brother, six or seven. I used to pick up my brother and say, I hope the goblins take you away. Uh, okay i have some questions for you Mm -hmm. question number one Mm -hmm. is what do you believe in i believe in god i I believe in god i believe in i do feel like when i think about um the way that i grew up i think i it's more like trickster energy i don't or like i don't want to say too much but i do believe that there is a energy out there that does love me. I believe in there's different parallels for sure. I believe in quantum physics, but I, I, most of all, I believe that the number one energy vibration is love and it's the hardest one to tap into. Mm, I love that. That's beautiful. Thank you. Question number two, Mm -hmm. how does magic show up in your life? My mom. Oh, <laughs> my mom. Yeah, for sure. Oh my God. That's such a good cancer answer. <laughs> <laughs> I definitely think I picked her. Um, she, however, she's very, very annoying. Like she's very, I realize now that I have my love language for other people is taking care of everything. And I can see why that can stunt people or why that can make people kind of lazy around me because I like to hit the head before it hits the pillow. Like, you know what I mean? Like Mm -hmm. lyric. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I definitely like to take care of everything. So I think at a point 
she told me like, I need to stop babying you. And I was like, what do you mean? She's like, you're 30. And I was like, please don't. (laughs) (laughs) She was like, it's your 31st birthday. (laughs) Please don't stop. So, um, there are things about her that I grew up and I realized how much she didn't have to do for me or, um, she, I, I can't get into like a lot of detail about it, but there are a lot of things that I know she did not have to do. Whenever I go through a breakup, she cries with me. She acts like she, she feels like they're breaking up with her too. And we're very, very connected in that way. And I think that having a mom like that is magic it, it I love that. by accident. Do you guys have any of the same placements astrologically? No. What's her moon sign? Sagittarius. And she's a Scorpio. And what's her son? She's a Scorpio. And a Capricorn rising. Okay. So you have like not the same placements, but you have, there's like flows mm-hmm. between your, your placements. You're both, you're both water, sun, and you both are fire, moon. Uh-huh. And earth rising. Earth rising. Yeah. So yeah. So there's, there's a nice symmetry there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And my dad has the same things except reversed. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. So what's your dad? My dad is a Capricorn Sagittarius Scorpio. Whoa. Really crazy. Whoa. I, I see that a lot. I call them family signatures. And Mm -hmm. what we would want to do is we'd look at your chart and then we'd be like, okay, well, where do those, um, signs fall in your birth chart? Where are those being activated by your parents? Hard, 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 hard. Yeah. I'm all Capricorn. No, and I'm all water and earth basically. And my fire is my mercury and my moon. And so is my mom and my dad's. Wow. So interesting. Mm -hmm. Okay. So before we wrap up today, I would love to pull a tarot card. Oh my God. Yes. This is my favorite part. (laughs) I love this part. I'm going to win this part. Okay. So the way that my deck works best is if we have a specific question to ask, it doesn't do as well with general because general gets like a little murky. Right. So what is the specific question for the tarot? Oh my God. Am I going to stay? Oh my, I'm, I haven't, I have some opportunities that I, I think I might have to move for. Ooh. I know I, or, so that's one thing I really want babies. I really, really want babies, but everything that I do is like for these like children that haven't existed yet, but I, I can feel them with me all the time. I already talked to them. Like they have been like physical, you know what I mean? So obviously like, what's it called? Like materialize. <laughs> like I've already, they've already seen like the the birth canal, you know, Um, I feel like I have these opportunities that I could go to LA for. And of course I think with the babies, you know, so I just want to know one, am I going to have kids? If not, I'll just treat, I'll just continue to treat my friends like my kids, which is fine. I don't need tarot for that. You're going to have kids. Thank you. And, (laughs) um, should I, am I going to stay on the East coast? Okay, cool. Let, I'm going to rephrase it as I'm because I think that, well, one, we know you're going to have kids and two, I think that it should be more of like, what energies should you connect with as you continue to find these opportunities Mm -hmm. and where, and like, I'm, I'm kind of like towing around, like, how do you know it's the right opportunity or how can you like have it all? Or how can you go to Los Angeles and still keep your roots in New York or like something in that world. Yeah. I, I really want a family. I really want, 
I guess what I'm wondering is why going to LA would get in the way of you being a mom and having a family. Well, I mean, well, the, the LA has some good schools. I've left up the school. They do. They have wonderful, wonderful schools. schools. But you know, I I'm an East Coast girl. I'm from Miami. If I go to LA, everything in LA, everything would be new, but it's really exciting. But also like, um, I know that being out there is really hard. I think like, um, my friends that date out there, they are, it's like, they're, um, a lot of PTSD, babe. It's really, yeah, I, I did. I did have that too, but I was in my twenties. I think it's different. Right, 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 right. So I guess I'm trying to say is when can I expect stability? <laughs> it's still medium. Good. I feel okay. like you could still massage it. Okay. How can you create stability within motion? Okay. I love it. Okay. Is that good? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Okay. And then we'll pull a card and it'll clarify what that is, how to do that Mm -hmm, for you. mm -hmm. Okay. Do you want me to work with pile one, pile two or pile two? Okay. So how can you create stability within the motion? Ooh, this popped out. Okay. So we have seven of cups. So the interesting thing with seven of cups is that There are lots of different options. As you can see, there's some that are really phenomenal. There's like this, you know, cup of jewels. There's this wreath of success, but then there's also like this creepy snake and this creepy dragon Mm -hmm. and this tower that looks good on the outside, but we see later falls apart. Mm -hmm. So this is, there's lots of different options. There's lots of enticing things. There are some things that seem really attractive and really like promising and that might end up not panning out in the way that you wanted or the things that don't seem as solid are going to end up actually becoming very fruitful opportunities. Mm -hmm. So what this sort of indicates to me is that there's the way to stay grounded is to sort of really maintain your perspective on everything and to keep yourself really sort of like, you know, have good friends around you, good advice, good opinions, good astrologers Uh and tarot readers, good therapists who can help you work through all of the different opportunities you're being presented with so that it doesn't end up sort of like, you know, overtaking you. And then you get pulled into something that turns out to be a disaster. So long as you have good people to help you process things with, you are going to be grounded. Yeah. Every time I get the seven of cups, I'm always, I always can feel like someone's telling me like, that's life, babe. Like that's life. Stop trying to like plan everything. You know, that, um, you know, that saying like when you make plans, God laughs. <laughs> no, I don't, but I love that. But kind of, uh, like enjoy the ride. I feel like when I see the seven of cups too, I can feel myself trying to put an egg in each basket and, or like, um, Sylvia Plath with the figs. Like all of these opportunities, all the things that she wanted to do, and she's too scared to pick one. So they're all just plopping on the ground, like the Olympics, going to the Olympics and being a mother, being a teacher, traveling, and she's too scared to take. So I feel that way a lot. Like I'm, um, there's so many things I want to do, but I'm too scared to move forward because I want to make the right choice. But at the end of the day, Mm. I think I'm so heavily protected. I don't think I could make the wrong choice. I don't think you could either. I think that as long as you are just, you know, continuing to process everything, you know, and like see everything, not, not, there's not one thing that's everything, you know, it's, there's a lot of different, there's not one thing that's everything is amazing. (laughs) (laughs) That's everything. I, that's everything everything is everything. It's never one thing. (gasps) Yes. I love that. 
I love you. <laughs> Teppy, where can we find you and continue to connect with you? In your dreams. And, <laughs> and hello, Teffy on Instagram and Twitter and TikTok. And yeah, I think that's it. Well, we can't wait. We are, we are on this train heading to California or wherever you take us. Thank you so much for this lovely interview, for this lovely time. Yeah. You're my favorite cancer. Yay! <laughs> Yay! I love it. <laughs>